Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Jersey Educator Podcast. My name is Jeff Bradbury. And my name is Jim Boyce. Welcome to episode 31. You are listening to the podcast created by NJEA members for NJEA members. Thank you so much for making the Jersey Educator part of your professional development. Jim, how are you today? Uh, Jeff, I am doing great. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. Uh, now, I want to start off by talking about some of the great things that have been happening in the state. For the last few episodes, you've been mentioning some of the amazing events happening in the state. And this week, I had a chance to go over to Ed Camp Revolution, which was a fantastic event. Jim, have you ever been to an Ed Camp? I've been to a couple, Jeff, and I oh, I so wanted to go to Ed Camp Revolution, and I, I just could not make it. A lot of pictures on Facebook, uh, uh, just a lot of things on Twitter about it. It looked like a really great day. Absolutely. If you're looking for more information, you can find out uh, using the hashtag on Twitter, EdCampRev. But it was absolutely fantastic. We had our friends from Maker Depot there. They did a big, huge makerspace. We had a lot of people, lots of great topics. It was a different EdCamp. It wasn't, uh, you know, it, it really wasn't tech-based. It was more talking about, you know, how to create a great environment in your school and in your school district and especially how to work with your community on struggling on some of these uh amazing issues that are happening again not too tech based but um it was absolutely fantastic so i want to say thank you to all the great people and jim i believe i saw some of our our past guests there at ed camp revolution didn't we yeah jeff uh, that ed camp revolution uh wow so so uh gabe tanglau uh was uh one of the hosts of ed camp revolution he's been on the show twice um, E.K. Chuku Anyema, who we had on the show uh, maybe a couple months ago, also hosted, uh, you know, a couple other members, too, I think. So it was really great to see our uh, Jersey Educator family uh, at the event and involved in the planning. And that wasn't the only New Jersey Ed Camp happening. We also had special Ed Camp happening at the same time. I wasn't able to check out all the action there, but that was happening in South Jersey. And of course, if you're looking for all the great stuff, you can certainly do a Google search for Ed Camp Foundation and you can find all the great stuff. Jim, I understand that there was more than 15 Ed Camps happening on Saturday alone worldwide. Wow. So wow. definitely check out an Ed Camp in your area. Free professional awesome. development. You never know who you're going to be with and you never know what kind of sessions are going to be. So that's that's pretty cool. But we do know what's coming up here in the state of New Jersey. Tell us a little bit about some of the events coming up this month. Uh, Jeff, there's just been so many events uh, with our early career member network uh, happening all across the state. Early career members coming together just to share and network and, and uh, team up. So uh, May, now we're looking to May. Uh, Saturday, May 6th, Jeff, another financial event for our members hungry uh, to learn more about financial planning and, uh, you know, saving money and using and investing their money wisely. Uh, there'll be an event on uh, May 6th at NJA headquarters. Uh, this event's a little different, Jeff. We're going to connect early career members who have expressed some interest. And they've said things like, hey, I would like to be one of these retired members someday. How I would like to sit down with a couple retired members and hear what they did to ensure that they got to where they are. So this event will be connecting early career members to retired members to talk about uh, anything they want financially, Jeff. So uh, the way to register for that, you can check it out on NJA.org. Click on membership and then click on early career members. And you can find the event and sign up on our Eventbrite. 
there's another event, Jeff, coming up uh, May 20th. Our Central Connection Group, that's in the counties in the central region of the state, uh, they are getting together, uh, Jeff, to host a 90s prom. And this event uh, will not only be members, but we are also, they, excuse me, they are also inviting uh, the uh, young Democrats uh, from the central region and also the young Republicans group. So there will be uh, some political things happening at that event, but it, overall it's going to be a lot of fun, uh, some 90s tunes um, and, and some good connection happening there on May 20th. That also will be at NJA headquarters. And again, you can uh, register on our early career members page on NJA.org, Jeff. That sounds like a great event. It's too bad that the Young Whig Party is not available that <laughs> night. But if you're out there, certainly check it out. Now, Jim, I want to ask a serious question here because I've been down to the headquarters of Trenton. It is a nice location. But the question sometimes comes up, where do you park? Do you have any, any, any advice on that one? Sure, Jeff. So plenty of parking in the back. Uh, the back parking lot is secure. And the easiest way to find the back parking lot is to use in your, your, um, your GPS uh, 100 Capitol Street, uh, Capitol with an O, C-A-P-I-T-O-L Street in Trenton. And that brings you right to the rear parking lot. So, Jim, I'm over here on our show notes. I clicked on the stuff to learn a little bit about the 90s prom with Central Connection. That's Central with an A-L. And I noticed that the website is uh, it's brand new, isn't it? We have a new NJEA website. Oh, Jeff, we do. And if uh, if you're listening and you haven't checked it out, uh, uh, you know, go to NJEA.org and give it a spin. It looks very different. Um, so much more user-friendly, so much more smartphone. Uh, it looks great on your phone. And, uh, you know, the articles just, just come to life, Jeff. And you know what else comes to life, Jim? Uh, I... I have a feeling you're going to tell me, Jeff. What? It's your drive to work every single day when you're listening to our show. Jim, tell us out there how we can listen to and subscribe to this very podcast. Jeff, uh, the, the best place I think to find us is on iTunes. Uh, that's where I go. Uh, all 31 of our episodes are there on iTunes under Jersey Educator. Please subscribe and please leave a review if you are so inclined. You can also find us on um, on Google Play and Stitcher the same way. And uh, another place on the web is njea.org slash podcast. And those those reviews, Jim, those reviews are so important because uh, in order for podcasts on iTunes to get uh, seen and to get noticed, uh, it really does go on, on user rankings and reviews. So if you like this show, check us out and uh, please uh, leave us a review over on iTunes. We certainly recommend it. Jim, tell us a little bit about our guest today. Oh, Jeff, we are so pleased to have on the show the 2017-2018 uh, New Jersey Educational Support Professional of the Year. Uh, welcoming on the show, Jeff, uh, Lois Yukna. Hello, Lois. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How about you? Oh, Lois, we are great. And welcome on to the Jersey Educator Podcast. Oh, thank you for the invitation to join you. So, Lois, we, we wanted to book you on the show, of course, um, you know, ever since you were uh, recently named uh, Educational Support Professional of the Year. Why don't you start off, though, by telling us a little bit about yourself? Okay, well, I began my career in the Woodbridge Township School District more than 30 years ago as a bus driver and a trainer. 
Um, then I became the driver trainer safety coordinator for the transportation department. And about three years ago, I transitioned to the role of an attendance officer. And I currently work in this position. I, um, I also serve as one of three ESP county presidents in the state. And I'm proud to say I'm the first ESP president of Middlesex County, representing nearly 16,000 members for the past five years. Um, and I'm very involved in the association, uh, which has provided me the training and skills I need to advocate for all members and to remain a positive role model to empower and inspire my colleagues to believe that they can attain anything that they set their mind to. All right. Good stuff there, Lois. So you... You, 30 years ago, uh, moved, uh, it's, it sounds like some, some transfers there or some uh, change in job assignment or just trying different things from a bus driver to a trainer to an attendance officer. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your work uh, during the day as an attendance officer? And I believe your school district is the, uh, the uh, Wood, Woodbridge Township School District. Yep. Yes, that's correct. So I've been in, in this position for about the last three years. Um, I visit high schools and the middle schools within my district and I monitor student attendance. Um, I make home visits for absenteeism and truancy. I work with municipal court judges and I investigate residency checks for new and incoming students. Um, I identify students' chronic discipline issues. I offer their families educational services, such as motivational and leadership development counseling. There's many resources that families aren't aware of, and so I believe it's my role to be able to at least offer them these services. For me, my career is about helping our students understand the importance of education, giving them the love and compassion they may not receive at home and helping them to understand their importance in society. So, so Lois, the, the home visits are interesting because um, the majority of our members out there working in schools don't do that, uh, do not get a chance to do that, um, don't have an opportunity to do that. So when you, when you, Go to homes, um, you, you see a different side of students, and you, I would think, really get close with the parents and the family members then. Yes, that's true. I really try to work with the families, and it all starts by monitoring their attendance. Um, if they have chronic absenteeism or lateness, um, I go to the homes, try to speak with the parents, try to talk with the students and encourage them that they need to be in school and how important an education is. And if there are extenuating circumstances, try to provide whatever services I can um, to help them, whether it be counseling or whether it be um, some kind of educational assistance. All too often, too many students that once they start to fall behind, I can understand them not wanting to come to school. Mm, sure, um, sure. I've had the ability within my school district to work with the administrators who are very willing to offer um, ways in which we can help the student catch up, make up their work, and put a plan in place to provide them the services also within the school 
um, so they don't continue to fall behind. Well, that that's really great and, and really great to hear about the plan um, piece of it, too, that, you know, it, it sounds like, you know, when sometimes it's so easy to think of an attendance officer as, you know, someone working in our schools who just, you know, drives around and tries to get the kids um, who are not in school into school. But there's really a lot more to it, really connecting with the families, finding out what the extenuating circumstances are and uh, providing resources putting kids on a plan. Um, there's a lot to it. Yeah. I did find that when I went, started to work in this position that um, there were a lot of extenuating circumstances. There was a lot of chronic absenteeism. I also saw students finding ways to get themselves suspended from school. And then during that period when they were suspended, some of them were even getting in trouble with the law. Mm, so that's sure. a real big concern for mine. And um, I was very fortunate that I worked very closely with a guidance counselor within uh, one of our high schools. We were pretty much on the same wavelength as far as the students went in their education. And we put together a plan and a program and we were able to apply for a grant to help our at-risk students within this one particular high school and started as a pilot program. Hmm. Became successful through the course of the year and we were able to apply for a second grant to um, start a twilight program within that high school where those kids that need the extra credits in order to be able to graduate can do it online and still be able to um, get their education and and work with them. Right, it's all about working with the student, and and, and there's always a story, you know, behind the absenteeism that that you know isn't there on the surface and. You, as an attendance officer, uh, dig deep into those stories, and I'm sure we could fill hours of podcasts if we wanted um, about all those different things you, you've you seen over the years and how you, you've helped kids over the years. And um, it, this gives us a chance to transition to um, the ESP uh, piece of this, that, you know, NJA is not just a union of teachers. We have I believe we have, Lois, over 50,000 um, educational support professionals who are NJA members. That's correct. And uh, you are the Education Support Professional of the Year. So congratulations. And uh, would, would you like to talk a little bit about that? Well, first of all, let me say that there's no greater honor than to be recognized by my peers and to be selected as the NJEA ESP of the Year. I've had the opportunity for many years to organize members, to watch them grow and become empowered. And this is the dream of being an advocate. But the skills and the tools that I've learned through NJEA has allowed me to build relationships, not only in New Jersey, but across the country, which have really been instrumental in my career. So, um, yeah, so, so you mentioned there uh, the NJA piece, and uh, I would suspect your work as a county president, um, you know, and you said one of three ESP county presidents gives you um, an opportunity to network on a larger scale uh, across the state and across the country. 
Absolutely. And my, I believe that my role as the county president is to be a bridge between the local and state associations and to be able to provide those inf that information to my local presidents and be able to bring it back to the state level. And we provide a lot of professional development. Within uh, Middlesex County, I've had the opportunity to use my training and experience for the last 20 years to build a strong association, to organize members, watch them grow, provide extensive professional development, and to share what I've learned and continue to learn from others. I've dreamed to be about being a county president. And for the past five years, that dream became a reality. So speaking of, you know, a county president, you're the first county president we've had on the show, although we did have um, the Somerset County president, Steve Beattie, was on during convention for just a couple minutes. But, you know, a lot of our listeners out there, Lois, um, you know, this is an opportunity to share with them that they're members of not only a local association in their school district where they work and not only a state and a national association, but a county association too. So um, we, we don't get into that often enough, the resources and the uh, tools that are available through the county um, associations. Would you like to talk a little bit about that? Okay, well, here in Middlesex County, we do provide a lot of professional development to our members. Uh, we provide financial assistance to our local associations um, to purchase either equipment or to assist with them providing workshops within their locals. We do a lot of pride and community projects um, and just really almost every day of the week, we provide some kind of service to our local associations and members. And we've been very fortunate in this county that we've had very good attendance at, I would say, 99% of all those events. Yeah, so uh, listeners out there, if, if you're looking to network uh, across your county, uh, on, uh, you know, uh, whatever your issue is, if, if you want to get more involved in advocacy, if you're looking for some like-minded peers around professional development issues, or even, you know, some social things, you, uh, Lois, I guess, you know, members across the state could really ju just Google their county and then type education association after it. And, you know, the website should come up or maybe the Facebook page comes up and, there's a whole other outlet there, um, you know, available uh, with, with all kinds of things going on. Correct. So it's great. So, so Lois, um, so let's go back to the ESP of the Year uh, award. So uh, I, this is not an award that, is, uh, that comes from the Department of Education. You know, we, we had the Teacher of the Year on the show earlier this year. Uh, our Jean Safari was on. And, you know, that is an award that NJA works in tandem with the Department of Education on that. But I correct me if I'm wrong, Lois, but the ESP of the Year is really an NJEA-sponsored um, award, right? Yes, it is. So, so you, you, um, 
you were nominated for this because of your, you know, 30 years of, uh, of activism and everything you do for the students uh, in, in your charge as attendance officer. Is that what, what happened? Um, well, actually, the award has like five pieces to it. Um, and yeah, yes, you are nominated by your uh, local association, which then gets forwarded to the county association. Um, they select a winner out of the, we have 43 local associations within Middlesex County. Okay. And that winner is then um, put into the NJEA ESP award and the NJEA ESP committee is the one that selects um, that recipient. So it's based on your professional your personal, your, um, how you um, promote the image of ESPs. Um, so there's a lot of criteria that's involved in it. I bet. And it, it's, it's quite a process then. You're, you're nominated by your local association. So, you know, any of our listeners out there who, who know of um, you know, an education support professional you work with, whether it be a paraprofessional, bus driver, secretary, custodian, cafeteria worker, whoever, um, you know, someone that just goes above and beyond and, and really connects with the kids and, and, you know, someone who does a lot with uh, advocacy also. Um, do a search on NJA.org for the ESP of the Year Award, and you, you also can nominate. Um, so, so, Lois, the nomination is lo a local association, the county association, to the uh, statewide NJA ESP committee where a, 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 a member from every county um, gets all, you know, they, that, that committee gets all the applications, deliberates, and selects a winner. So... Uh, did uh, someone call you, Lois, to, to give you the, the exciting news? Yes, I did receive a call from the NJEA president notifying me that I was selected as the uh, 2017 NJEA ESP of the Year. And I was quite um, humbled, quite overwhelmed, um, and really, I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I bet. So, so it, it's really great. So I, I understand there was an, an evening, um, an evening that honors uh, at the ESP conference, there's an evening that honors all of the um, 21 county education support professionals of the year. And then you also get honored as the statewide ESP of the year. And you get, get to make a speech in front of what, what, five, five or 600 people, right? Yes, it was a very well-attended event that evening. Um, and it was very, very humbling. And I was very, very grateful for the award. Yeah, really great. So, um, so uh, a lot, a lot of exciting things um, in store then. Uh, so does the role of the ESP of the year, Lois, do you do, do, you, do you get to outreach to other counties or do you go to events in, in a different way, you know? I'm invited um, and I have been invited to different events statewide and by local associations. So it is very exciting to now do it in the role as the ESP of the year.
So Lois, um, you know, speaking of that, getting around the state and getting into more local associations, would you like to put a plug out there for your email address in case our listeners want, want to reach out? Sure. My email address is lyukna at njea.org. Great. So anyone listening out there, if you'd like the ESP of the year uh, to come to your local association or an event, um, feel free to reach out to Lois. And, and Lois, I guess, um, you know, final thought here, you know, we, 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 you know, we, we're, we're pushing, Jeff, we're pushing almost maybe 50,000 downloads of this show since we started uh, maybe a little over a year ago. And uh, Lois, we think a lot of our listeners are early career members. So would, would you like to leave with, with some advice for just a listener who, you know, is, is doing things in their classroom, their school? but they're not really involved as an advocate yet. Um, anything you, you might say to kind of encourage somebody to step up and, and uh, get a little more involved? Sure. Well, for me personally, I owe my leadership training and skills to the excellent training that was provided by the local county, state, and national associations. So my advice to a new member would be that all members have the opportunity to achieve their goals promote their self-worth, enhance their image as a school employee. I'd encourage them to participate in professional development because I'm a very strong proponent of that and feel that has what that's what's made me successful. Set personal and professional standards, get involved in the association, lead by example, relate to those you represent, be a positive role model, believe in yourself, in your association, and especially that you make a difference in the life of everyone you come into contact with. So really great list there, Lois. And I, I took notes while you were um, while you were reading through your points there, but but the PD piece stood out. So so to you then PD really set the stage for where you are today. Actually, it does because when I first became involved in advocacy work, it was because I witnessed and been a part of some workplace practices that I wasn't comfortable with. Okay, okay. When I began to challenge some of those practices. I felt that I was being silenced and my voice wasn't heard. Mm. So I felt that the best way that I can get my message across was to be educated, and that was through professional development. So I still today take whatever professional development workshops, conferences, um, meetings, whatever it is to get the education that I can because I'm representing members and I have uh, influence um, and wanted to be a positive influence on their lives because it affects their livelihood and their and their careers. Wow, really, really great message there about professional development. Staying educated, uh, knowledge is power. So, so Lois, thank, thanks so much for, for coming on the show, and uh, congratulations to you as the ESP of the year. And we'll be looking forward to hearing, um, you know, all the exciting things uh, that are to come uh, throughout your your tenure, if you want to call it that, as the ESP of the year. So, thanks. Thank you very much. And Jim, that just goes to show that, you know, the association is a fantastic organization that, as you always tell us, doesn't just serve teachers. It show, it serves 
every member of the association. Right, Jeff. Uh, like like you, you heard Lois say, there's 50,000 uh, NJA members across the state who are not teachers, but, you know, are, are just as vital, just as important to our schools. Imagine, you know, our schools without our bus drivers, you know, there wouldn't be any children in them because they can't get there without the bus driver. And then the, the paraprofessionals, the secretaries who who essentially run the offices um, with without our education support professionals, we would not be, you know, one one of the top um, states in the nation uh, in terms of the education of our students. Absolutely. Jim, there's, of course, several great ways that you can reach out and be a part of this. And, you know, as Lois did today, be a guest on this program and tell your story. What's the best way to reach out to us and uh, have your story told? Uh, Jeff, our listeners can find us both on Twitter. Um, they can find you at, uh, I believe your Twitter handle is TeacherCast, right? Absolutely. And my Twitter handle is Voice in the Hood. And our listeners can also write to us at podcast at NJEA.org. And of course, one more time, let's, let's uh, give everybody a reminder of some of the great events coming up here for the NJEA. Yep, Jeff, uh, a couple early career member events right around the corner uh, in May. Uh, on the 6th of May, we're having a financial event connecting our early career members with some of our retired members. And then on the 20th of May, Jeff, our Central Connection Group will be uh, hosting a 90s-themed prom. Very, very nice. Well, Jim, that wraps up our 31st podcast together, getting better all the time. I want to thank everybody out there for listening and, again, subscribing to this show. And I hope you have a chance to check out the brand-new website over at njea.org. Um, until next time, my name is Jeff Bradbury. And my name is Jim Boyce. Reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions in New Jersey. <laughs>